Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Shall we pray? Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that your word is true. We thank you that your word is powerful. We thank you that your word is anointed for us. May we never leave this place the same as we came. In Jesus' name, amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Again, one, go. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Praise the Lord. We are talking about implications for location, part four. Please take your seat. This is our month of loyalty, and it is required that every child of God be loyal to the Lord. Why is it so? It is so because your loyalty belongs to the highest authority, the ultimate authority. The other word for loyalty is faithfulness. Another word is fidelity. Another word is stewardship, consistency, reliability. It is required that because the Lord owns you and I, and he is above all, our loyalty must be to the Lord. This is what Jesus said. He said, my father knoweth me and has sent me here and everything that I'm doing here is to be loyal to my father, even to the point of death. He was loyal unto the father. Apostle Paul, in a shipwreck, had an encounter and he gave an expression and he said, the angel of the Lord, who, whose I am and whom I serve. So whose I am means that Paul recognized that he was a property owned by God. I belong to God. Not only that I belong. You can belong to someone who doesn't own you. But Paul, he said, whose I am. That means he owns me. Praise the Lord. So, if you believe that the Lord owns you, you have to be loyal to him. And every Christian that is properly born again is a property of God. You are not just a child of God. You are a property of God. <laughs> there are many, many dimensions to your work with God. He owns us. And therefore, our loyalty must be to him. 
tell somebody your loyalty must be to the Lord. Because the Lord owns you. So upon that platform that Apostle Paul is saying that we have also as priests been given opportunity to operate on behalf of Christ here on earth. And so God has introduced a channel. A channel of salvation. A channel of sustaining the salvation of the people who have been redeemed by God. And so Apostle Paul says, be ye followers of me. So another meaning of loyalty is to be an ardent follower of one. An ardent follower, dedicated, committed follower of someone. So Paul said, be ye followers of me, even as I also am a follower of Christ. So Paul is saying, he's a follower of Christ. And we know from Paul's history that he was not originally a follower of Jesus Christ. He was persecuting the church and killing people who were following Jesus because he saw them as infidels according to his worship at the time. That was his state of mind and the condition of his heart. But when he encountered the Lord on the road to Damascus, he became an ardent follower of Christ. A loyal person is also a defender of the principles and the doctrines of the one they follow. And so Paul moved from his philosophical background or and the garden that was operating him before he met Christ and began to eschew and, uh, and, and push forth the doctrines of Christ. I and mean, it's the reason why from about the book of Romans all the way there, we see his writings more than any other person pushing for doctrine that is centered on Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Because, and he was willing to die for it. Praise the Lord. Who is a loyal person? One who is willing to die for it. Die for who they believe. What they believe. They are willing to die for it. Paul was beaten several times, but he would wake up and he would be happy. To go to the next place and push the same thing that they are beating him for. In many strides. But he was willing to die for it because... There is nothing worth dying for if you don't have loyalty. You will not die for anything if you don't have loyalty. And as we are here right now, there are people who will not stand with their spouses if they don't have loyalty. Some people are living with a spouse who is a runaway spouse? It's just that the thing to make the person run away has not come yet. That's why he's saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. And you may have friends who have no loyalty. And it's just a matter of time. When they meet their meter in your life, they will just become meat. Minced meat. They will just disappear. Some people, they dissolve and disappear. When a hot matter arises... 
you see that they have changed state from solid to liquid. They are going you're on your own. Some crumple to gas. They just evaporate and disappear. Are you here with me? Loyalty is what tests the heart of people towards a thing, a person, an institution. And uh, when the test does not come, everybody is loyal. But when the test arrives, you see those who are really loyal and those who are not loyal. Paul is saying that when he converted into Christ and God gave him an opportunity to become a pastor to the churches, he became loyal to Christ and was ready to die in the good and in the bad. And if you look at all the apostles, you know, apart from Judas, almost every one of them was willing to pay for their lives. And that is called what? Loyalty. Loyalty is when you are willing to pay with your life. So Paul is saying that you guys, I'm your pastor. You have to follow me, but don't follow me blindly. You can't just follow anybody. You have to follow the man that is following Christ. Or else your following is in error. So it is also required that a Christian will identify who their pastor is and be loyal to their shepherd, be loyal to their pastor. So first of all, your loyalty is to what? Is to, first of all, is to what? The highest authority, and that highest authority is who? And then second of all, God has put a pastor there. Paul is saying, follow me as I follow Christ. So, your second level of loyalty, possibly, I will even say, is the church. The church, which is the body of Christ, or the local church that God, in his wisdom, has deposited you in. Praise the Lord. He wants you to be. And the reason why you should be loyal to the church first, before your pastor, is that Pastor will come, pastor will go. But the church will be there. Are you here at all? So second level of loyalty is to what? Is to what? Is to the church. So it is God that orders our steps to the church that we should be in. That's what I'm teaching you about. Implications for location. Because you are not here by your choice, even though you think you made a choice to worship here, your choice was driven by the Holy Spirit. And he decided to plant you here the same way he put Adam and Eve in the garden that he planted. And they were supposed to beautify, dress the garden and keep it. They were supposed to be loyal to the garden. And the garden is a type of the church. The third level of loyalty has to do with your pastor. Your what? Your pastor. So in a church like ours where I have been privileged to be the lead pastor or the founding pastor or the general overseer, whichever title you want to use it, the head pastor, every member in this particular branch, plus everywhere there is keeper's house, 
their loyalty, first and foremost, is to me and the co-pastor. Everywhere. Everywhere there are branches. Everywhere there are people who are part of the keeper's house. Their first level of pastoral loyalty is to the general overseer. Is to who? I can't hear you. Is to who? Is to the, before the branch pastor. Jesus said something. He said, I know my sheep. And so, there is no sheep in any branch of this church that belongs to the branch pastor. I may not have to know them. I don't need to be there. But when God wanted the keeper's house to be in existence, he called a man. And spoke to the man and gave the vision to a man. And said, I want you to go. So, Moses has been called and sent. And the loyalty of the people is to who? Moses. So you find out that even when Moses died and Aaron was around, Aaron was still not the one they were supposed to be loyal to. It was Joshua. Because he was the head of the church. Head of the park. Are you here? Hey, are you sure you are here? Born again people are here. I'm teaching this thing. <laughs> so many pastors are afraid to teach this. Maybe you are not sure that people should follow you. Maybe you are Jim Jones. <laughs> Maybe your doctrine is not right. But, and I'll show you according to the word of the Lord that a sheep needs to follow a shepherd. And so when a sheep is not taught to follow a shepherd, it's a problem. Praise the Lord. In a company, no matter the level of line managers there, your loyalty, first and foremost, is to the CEO. Is to the head of true or false? You have to talk. In this church, we talk. All of us preach. True or false? That's it. And so, it has to be like that. And so, a great sign of disloyalty of a branch pastor is when the branch pastor is not interested in mobilizing and pointing the people to Christ and to their shepherd, their real shepherd. When you try to make people feel like you are the real shepherd, when you are a branch pastor, you are a disloyal person. Because the sheep, they are not yours. And that is why, that's the reason why a lot of branches don't grow. You should, in fact, part of the loyalty is even to preach and amplify the message of the general overseer. And not be preaching your messages left, right, center. You must find your voice in his voice. Because, oh, I'm preaching and we'll get there. Because Jesus said, there are only two kinds of people who can lead a sheep. One is a good shepherd and one is a hireling. And the good shepherd said, I know my sheep. They know me. And a stranger's voice, they will not follow. Stranger's voice. So, everywhere there is a keeper's house, the voice God has ordained for the sheep to hear is Francis Aubin's voice. I by grace. Because Francis Aubin is the shepherd of the keeper's house. The good shepherd. The ultimate shepherd among the pastoral shepherding. Praise the Lord. Like, Jesus is my good shepherd. So I can't come here and be preaching myself. I have to preach Jesus. 
and him crucified. So nobody comes here to listen to, I say, I have a house there. I have a car there. And my family is this. And my family, I can't preach pointing to myself. I have to preach pointing to Christ. Because he is my shepherd. Praise the Lord. So the branch pastor must find his voice in the voice of the shepherd. Why? Because the Bible said, unto him shall the gathering of the saints be. So we have to ask the question that all the saints in the keeper's house, to whom have they been gathered to as an earthly shepherd? We have to ask that question. Have the saints been called and gathered to you, the branch pastor, even though you went out there to win them, no pee. But to whom? Whose sheep are they? In Winner's Chapel, all over the world. Whose sheep are they? Hey. Uh, and I'm preaching. In Viti Bible Church, all over the world. Some of the branches will never go there. And for me, I, I don't think I'll have even the time to go to other branches. Even though there are, are not many. I got work to do. And I'll be there when I'm there. And I'll not be compelled to be there. Our friends in Nigeria, most Nigerian pastors are very laboring. They believe that this branch, you have to be there, you have to be there, blah, blah, blah. And so, so many pastors die before their time. You can't be there. You will find out that when the church crosses 100, you can't be everywhere. Even if you decide that every year, every Sunday, you'll be somewhere, you can't be everywhere. Only 52 weeks in a year. So you can only visit 52 churches. <laughs> it's not possible. So the, the reason why churches don't grow is that you are in the brand trying to preach your own message. And the sheep have not been called to listen to the message from your mouth. They have been called to listen to the message from their shepherd. So that's why even till today, you find out that branch pastors, maybe in wherever, winners, that preach Bishop Oedipus' messages, they grow faster. And it's not a sign that you have lost yourself because preaching his message, if you are studious, you will find out that your status will influence the clarity of the truth. Hello? Yes. So, the way people gather here, they don't gather there. Because when they come, they, they, they are hearing a different voice. And some of them may not have met the general overseer ever before. But spiritually, the voice there is a stranger's voice. I'm preaching something. So, it becomes in the ears and the spirit of the sheep. That's a highland right there. Trying to confuse the sheep. It might be truth you are preaching, but the sheep will not stick. <laughs> it's a dynamic in church growth that you need to know. So he said, follow me as I follow Christ. Here, I'll give you managers in your department and all of that. And I want you to be very consistent with the managers. But at the end of the day, I'm your pastor. I'm your shepherd. Praise the Lord. 
So your shepherd is your shepherd. So it's to the ultimate authority first before the branch pastor. And it is important for branch members to be loyal to their branch pastor because if there's no loyalty to a branch pastor, the branch cannot grow. Because the branch pastor is an ambassador who is operating with the authority of the general overseer. And the people must deem his authority there as an authority that has been certified by the ultimate authority. And they must follow it. So if somebody is in a branch and doesn't book the voice of the pastor, but he said, as for me, I'm in sprinters. But what daddy is saying, and daddy means me. Me. Is it by force? That the pastor is saying we are going out for outreach on Saturday. And he said, I have not heard daddy say that all of us should go on outreach on Saturday. So I'm not going. You are disloyal. Praise the Lord. You are what? Very disloyal. And we have to preach about disloyalty because nobody is born with loyalty. And loyalty today is not equal to loyalty tomorrow. Today you may be loyal. But you can be disloyal. Judas was loyal for a time. Before he sold Jesus. Peter was loyal. He lost it at some point and got back again. So people backslide in loyalty and they recover. Some recover, some don't recover. The thing about disloyalty is that if you are not taught well, you commit suicide in disloyalty like Judas. That's why today, 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 there are husbands who have gone to impregnate a side chick and the side chick is tying them. It's a Greek. That Greek word means that you are being put to shame and the shame will increase because you are not loyal to God whom you have vowed to with a spouse. The thing is, if you want to divorce, divorce. If you don't want to divorce, don't misbehave before God. Don't misbehave. Hey, what am I even preaching? There are people in church who don't believe that we should preach about loyalty. But loyalty is not only a kingdom stuff. It is the Lord that said that all stewards should be found to be what? Loyal. Faithful. It's a basic requirement for kingdom stewardship. And so you can, God cannot commit or entrust any kingdom treasure into your hand if you don't have loyalty. Prosperity cannot be entrusted into your hands if God is not sure of your faithfulness. Faithfulness to him, faithfulness to the church, faithfulness to your pastor. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So, we are teaching about loyalty. And I love it. You have to love it. Praise the Lord. Anything with two heads is a monster. That's why leadership is important. And if leadership will be strong, there must be loyalty. Any leader that cannot command the followers, they are called followers. Jesus said, follow me. I will make you. The making of every man is in their following. 
So if you don't have the heart to follow loyally, you won't be made or you'll be made wrongly. Because there is a way that apprenticeship leads to leadership. And it is not like you have come to church and you don't have a mind. Loyalty doesn't mean you have thrown away your mind. That's why Paul is saying that you follow me and the caveat is that always ensure that I'm following Christ. When I depart or deviate from Christ, you two away bus. Are you here at all? And so even if you read the next verse, he was just talking about some things. Can you read verse 2? Verse 2 said, Now I praise you, brethren, that ye remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I deliver them to you. These are ordinances. These are principles. Christ and him crucified. These are things that the church stands for. Keep them. When I depart from them, you to depart from me. So, it cannot be possible that you are in a church when they say that when a woman is in her menses, she cannot come to the altar. What kind of madness is that? When your pastor starts preaching that, oh, yeah, away bath because it's not part of the doctrine of Christ. When a pastor says, I need to go and bath you at the seaside, it's not part of the doctrine of Christ. Where did you see Jesus bathing people at the seaside? To do what? Or there is a holy sperm from the pastor. That can scatter barrenness. And I need to plant it into you. By the anointing. Every yoke of barrenness shall be broken. That, that's not the doctrine of Christ. Once all those things start coming in. Away bus. Are we on the same page? Most people are afraid of the teaching of loyalty. Because they don't understand that. God has put a marker there. A marker there. It's not human control. It's not human lordship. It's necessary. And in, in, on their journey from Egypt to the promised land, when some people rose up against Moses, God showed up to prove that he believes in loyalty. He made the earth to swallow them to prove that we cannot get to our destination until everyone is loyal. The vision of the church, the mission of the church to save souls that are dying and going to hell can never work until we are loyal. And a sign that you know you are not loyal fully is when we call for work for the Lord and you have other ideas. There are people here who have never been part of our evangelistic drive before, but it's for another day. Because I, I don't want to say some people are disloyal here, but I'm just teaching. That you don't follow the voice of your shepherd. It's a problem. So when we talk about ordained garden, God has planted you somewhere. And you must dress and keep it. Dress and keep the place. And follow. Follow the shepherd. Tell somebody follow. I can't hear you. Tell somebody follow, follow, follow. Loyalty or following is a great sign that you understand the implications of your location. And so in 1 Thessalonians 1, 5 to 10, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5, says, For our gospel came not unto you in what? In word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. 
And in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. Praise the Lord. Six says what? And ye became followers of us. You became what? I can't hear you. You became what? Tell somebody that. When you are in church, you must become a follower. Of Christ. Of the church. Of your pastor. When Paul was saying you became followers of us. He was telling them that they became followers of the people who started the church. So they were not only followers of Christ. They were followers of their pastors. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord. Have you seen it there? Come on now. Have you seen it there? Yes. Having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. So that ye were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. You can never be an example until you have loyalty. Or let me say it well. You cannot be a proper example. Because, of course, even Bin Laden is an example of how people should be bombing and killing people. Putin is an example. And this foolish thing he is doing, other people will do it. But to become an example that is Christ-like, it will be required that you live a loyal life. Because without loyalty, you don't have a moral ground. And even a spiritual ground to correct some things. You know, you are not loyal. Then, you want to say what? Like, you want to say what? You are a marketer, then you say that, these days, you know, the, the, the profit sharing is small. Meanwhile, you are not bringing any business. What do you want to say? Like, what do you want to say? You are a cheating husband. What do you want to say? A cheating wife. What, what do you want to say? It's a question. If you don't think loyalty should be preached, we shouldn't be talking about loyalty in marriage. Loyalty is a core principle in every dimension of life. And people get so upset when it's preached in church. But you want, you want your spouse to be loyal. And truth must start from church. It's the ground of truth. So if people cannot practice loyalty from church, they won't practice it in their home. That's why you can't put your pastor on a table in your household. And be talking anyhow. And be, if you do that, your children will by all means rebel against your authority one day. One day because you are teaching them how to rebel against authority. That's why some things are said at certain levels. That's why there's maturity. That's why there's spirituality. That's why there, there are levels of communication. So to be an example, your children must see that, look, any pastor that you don't believe in, don't follow. It's as simple as that. But if you are following, there has to be loyalty. You can't be there and there. You are there, but you are not there. You are with them and you are against them. Jesus said, he said there is a marker. And the marker is that either they are with us or they are against us. There's no middle point. So you can't say, as for me, I'm a church member. I don't involve myself in anything. I, I go and listen to the word alone. No, no, no. Don't go and listen to the word alone. Go to where you follow. Don't just come and go. Because if you are, it's like a shopping mall for you. You don't, you don't own loyalty to anything. You, that's why you can say anything because you don't care about what happens to the brand. You don't care about what happens to the business. You, don't, you are not a shareholder. You are not a stakeholder. You are just there. You are a commentator. A consumer. 
You are a fan. You are not a son. You don't have ownership mentality. So when you are spoiling it, Krampo, you don't see it. I'm preaching all. Don't let people stay in your home who are not interested in consolidating the strength of leadership in that home. So some people can come and just throw one bomb of demon inside the house. Everywhere will scatter. When I bring it to your home, you appreciate it, but in the church, you don't appreciate it. In your workplace, as a sole proprietor, having employees, you think that every one of them should be loyal. But you don't think that church members should be loyal. And without loyalty, nothing will stick. In nationalism, we talk about patriotism. It's basically loyalty. It's loyalty. You are just using grammar. Semantics. Listen to me. God doesn't bless the best. He blesses those who are available and loyal. Yes. People lay down their life to win political power. And you think they should come and call you professor in the classroom because you are an expert in what? Which blood, which tear, which sweat did you invest into the campaign? What's your contribution? It has to be that there must be loyalty. Why would you rule or lead with people who are not loyal? Why? Don't try it. Don't, don't lead in the first place. A pastor has no church if he has no loyalist. A church is not a church if there are no loyalists. A nation is not a nation if there are no patriotic citizens. It's as simple as that. There is no marriage if there is no fidelity. Or your own is a contract marriage. Your, your wife can sleep with any man. And come and say, hi, honey, sugar baby. <laughs> you love it? Ask somebody, you like it like that? Don't be afraid of them. Ask them, do you like it like that? If, if the person by your side is not talking to you, why are you not talking? This church can do nothing until there's loyalty and you must be loyal. That's why some people say that I'm a Presbyterian. Loyal. Loyal. Assemblies. Loyal. Keepers. Loyal. They have been fighting in those churches since. But they have not left. Well, it's a family. You don't disown a family. <laughs> Even if you don't like the nose of your father. You can change your surname by your DNA. Is still the same. A, you are just moving around. Putting different identity on you. But inside you. Hey. Please let's read. Because I, I, I don't think we finished. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to Godward is spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. There's a way that loyalty knows exactly. You see, loyalty is what will make you catch the spirit of the house and catch the culture of the house. Loyalty is what will make you proactive. And make you do things because you know that this is what my husband will like. 
This is what my wife will like. He will not like this. He will not like that one. Pastor will not like this. This church, they don't do it like that. Are you here at all? Yeah. We don't sell oil here. So if I'm raising you as a pastor, whether in whichever office, prophet or whatever, you can't come and sell anything. It's a sign of disloyalty. And I send you to a branch and you are selling that the people should beat you. We don't need to speak anything. You know. You know the culture. Loyalty is a culture. And if you don't preach or teach loyalty, the people will be operating in some form of loyalty. That is not the loyalty that must be. So disloyalty is also a culture. It's a major one. And these days it's coming up uh, where somebody can look at the mother and dress the mother. Look at the father, dress the father. Look at leaders and dress them. It's disastrous. And uh, like my pastor will say, when Ghana started making coups, the nation was never the same. Because we decided that we would dishonor leadership publicly. And so it is now easy for anybody to sit on radio and throw bomb, blast any, whether it's true or it's not true. Oh, yeah, call it time, call it time, call it time. And that spirit has crept into society that, I mean, before, if, you, if a pastor and a pastor can go wrong, but there is a way that leaders, when they went wrong, Bible says that do not, it, 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 talking about leadership, it says, don't bring them to disrepute. So even when they are wrong, there's a way to correct leadership. Praise the Lord. Come on now, are you here? Yes now. Wives who are wrong in public don't want their husbands to blast them before everyone. Two of us. He said, I'm wrong, but why did you talk to me like that? Couldn't you have waited for us to come home? Hold your fire. You have disgraced me. It's a dishonoring. Husbands don't want you to do some shakara about something in public. Two of us. Yeah. Why do you think you can, you can do just anything? If you remember, you were a worker in the church. You can't just stand anywhere and talk. You need to have loyalty. This is the house God has given you. Yes, you will be in fun in seven kum point in the mami and nani papa fi. What you say? So you you cross the street and when you are frying your egg, no, you will be saying that the the keeper's house, no, the well, the people are not here. How do they know the matters here? Why do they have cameras here? Hey, I'm preaching, no. What you are to be the alcohol? If a husband is disgracing the wife in public, he's disgracing himself. And vice versa. Don't talk well to your wife. Why you will fear with your peer bonding? And after a while, people who are sound in their mind will see a man dressing the wife outside and say, what a crazy man. Who, who should marry this foolish man? Your foolishness will appear to all men. Because of your dishonoring treatment of your wife. And if you are loyal 
and you are not controlling, you will solve matters with grace. With what? Grace. I can't hear you. With what? That's why, that's why there's a lot of discipline in the military. The highest code is loyalty. They don't have time for imbecility. Country man songo. Fire you in a professional way. Hey. Ball where your ball. Ball time, time, ball. Where your ball. Please, have we reached verse 10? <laughs> For they themselves show of us what manner of what entering in we had unto you, and how you tend to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Loyalty is serving. Is what? Serving. Next verse. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. So we can see here that following men can lead you into following God. It's a principle in the Bible. Follow me as I follow what? Christ. That's why there are two tests. So when you are carnal and unspiritual, you say that, as for me, I follow Christ. I don't follow any man. But that's not Bible. That's not what? That's not Bible. The Bible said, train a child. So who should train? Have you seen an angel before? Or God himself should come and train you. The training will be done by men. Men God has called. So, you can't take, you see, we have to follow the principles of God. That's my position as a pastor. Anything that's not a pattern of Christ, I'm not interested. I'm only interested in the pattern of Christ. He came to do a job here. The ultimate job of salvation was done. But to get the harvest, he now put people there that the places where he himself would have gone, he said, you people go on my behalf. And when you go, he said, as the Father sent me, Anybody who is not receiving me, he has rejected the Father. So anybody who is not receiving you has rejected me. So it's Christ's principle. It's not control mechanism. It's not demigodism. No pastor is trying to be a demigod, except the pastor is fake. People are so, I mean, but you follow your political leaders. And there's no spiritual thing there. It's just greed and carnality leading to corruption. Stomach following with no eternal ramification. Tell me why you are following your political party. Why? Why are you following? It's to you to, to have an opportunity to take more than average. That's all. Have concessions and have, have advantage. Yes, advantage is the reason why you are following a political party. That's all. You can preach socialism, but you are following a political party because you need an advantage. Every politician is looking for an advantage. In fact, in our modern time, politics is now a career. Before it was not. Before people just did politics to help the people. But this time around, you are going to politics to see what you can get. And so you ask people, what do you do? You say, I'm a politician. But politician was not a career before. 
You just need an advantage. And even though you preach that you want to come and do things to alleviate the stress and the, the, the poverty of the people, you come and you realize that because of lack of loyalty, the office reveals what is in your heart. It doesn't change you. Because when you come on the seat, you see the depth, in fact, the, the width, the, the length and breadth, the depth of the problem than when you were outside. And so, per your campaign message, you should even be more empathetic, sympathetic. It should pain you that you saw just the 20% of the suffering of the people by sitting on the seat. You see that, wow. Some people even don't have a bura, a bura to, to either drink or bath or whatever. But sitting there, you now can see that people are suffering more than you thought they were suffering. And regardless of that, you don't help. And instead of you wanting to help per your campaign message, you know, you rather come and look for opportunities to steal. It's an advantage. Because we thought that you were a good person. That's what we thought. And even you yourself, you thought you were a good person. Just for, you know, a cat can ignore a small fish. But when he sees big fish smelling well, he begins to ask himself, am I a cat or am I a fish seller? Just, that's, that's what has happened to a lot of politicians all over the world. They came in with a good motive to help. But when they got there and saw the opportunity, the same opportunity they were supposed to use to help the people became temptations to them. But it was a temptation because they were rotten inside before they got there. No politician gets rotten because of the seat. The seat just reveals what is already inside you. That's what that said. You were not loyal before you got there. So it, it's not going to change you. Few people who are naturally and originally loyal maintain their composure regardless of the decision. Disloyalty is like pregnancy. You can hide it, but your dress will change. You will get to a point you can't wear the bodycon. It will show. The vomiting will reveal the walking, the body size, every, your face, the different chemical changes, your nose and can give you up. Hey. So allow the word of God to clean you. Praise the Lord. He said they were followers of us. Followers of the church. Followers. Followers. You have to be a follower. Praise the Lord. You have to be what? There are implications for this location. The reason why you are here is to follow so that you'll be made. And if you don't follow, things will not be made in your life. Adam refused to follow in the garden. He followed the serpent's voice. We saw what happened to him. And when he got outside the garden, we saw what happened to him. You, you need to love the garden with your life. Because your real life is not outside the garden. It's, it's inside the garden. 
And normally when you are in the garden, you don't think your life is in the garden. You think your life can be in many other places. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Praise the Lord. There are implications for this location. And please don't play with your loyalty to the church God has called you to. My grandma who took care of me before she came, when she came on pension, they gave her some small money. And she called me and said, Kobina, bra. I said, Uncle Obra. Then she went and brought her deuce card from Anglican. And said, you people went to school. I've not paid dues for a long time. Calculate for me. It was years calculated every one of them and she gave me the money say go to the church and pay for all the years that I have defaulted he said one that action will clarify my membership that I'm a member in good standing that number two when I die they will do my funeral for me You have to ask yourself, are you in good standing with the Lord? Are you in good standing with the church? Are you in good standing with your pastor? These are questions you have to ask. What kind of stand do you have? Righteousness is a stand with God. Are you? If, I mean, what testimony would the church bear of you? Sometimes people come, they want pastor to write um, recommendation letter for Blah, blah, blah. Look, most of times, it's a prototype we just give you. But if we were to really write about who you are to this church and in this church, it would be bloody. Because some people don't make pastors pastor them with joy. You are too sensitive, emotional. You are too complex, too some way. Independent minded, you are domineering, you are controlling, you are a control freak, but you do it in a subliminal way. And you rather play the victim as if you are being victimized, but you are victimizing everybody. Very deceptive people can be in our midst, like Judas. He said, ah, but why was this perfume not sold? To take care of the poor. But Bible said that as he was playing victim for himself and the poor, he wanted to steal the money. Some of the people who do populism in church, we should have done this, we should have done that, we didn't do it. They don't, they don't make everybody come in, blah, blah. We put you in a committee ground, but you don't work. You can talk, but you can't work. You have to walk the talk. I mean, I like giving people opportunities. Show us what you can do. 
They were trying to stop some people from entering. Jesus said, no, 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 no. Don't stop them. Let all of them come and prophesy. Playing a victim. And when you are destroyer, that's when you think that the spotlight is on you. Pastor preaches, you know what you are my home. Pastor. Why doing you? Why doing you? LPBK. The husband is here. Where's William? Is William here? They were in a car coming to church early in the morning. And she was telling the husband that, do you know that I was born and dedicated to an Hindu idol? They used to call me Shiva. They came to church. I was preaching, preaching. I was looking for an example. The thing dropped in my head. I said, do you know your wife was dedicated to an idol called Shiva? He said, woo. It was a simple conversation in the car. As they were coming to church. Now, if they didn't come together and they never met me and if there was time and space, they would have said, oh, maybe Okokachi the pastor. When you came now, we were already in the service. So, if that one, by utterance, and all of that. So, another time when I'm preaching and I, the thing is knocking William here and there. He shouldn't say somebody has come to tell me anything. No. Because as we are here, we are not rock. We are sensitive to the Holy Ghost. When, when God reveals your village to us and the witch there, causing trouble there, you believe we are prophets. But when the message comes with a double-edged sword, that one there, you think we are using the, the one with the prophecy, we have revelation. But the one that's a double-edged sword, there, we have information. God have mercy on you. So some people can be in a church and they can never be free to flow, to, to move. Hey, but there are blessings in loyalty. If God cannot trust you, he will never entrust any great thing in your hand. Yeah. When he puts you in a location, he wants Adam to eat everything in the garden. Except what must not be eaten. And in every place, there is something that must not be eaten or done. Something. Many things are allowed. But some things are not. Please, don't contribute to anybody's downfall. Don't. Recently, they have given somebody a very great appointment. The person is not in a good standing with the church and myself. They called me from another country. It was an international job they were giving. And they said, we know he's... In fact, he was getting the job because they know he's here. But he was hanging. So they called me and they said, what can you say? Should we give him? Will he perform? And that person, everything we gave him here... He collapsed it. And started putting poison in people. We've lost some people because of poison he put in them. But when they asked me, I said, he's a great guy. Give it to him. Because I can't take somebody's daily bread from their mouth. But when you go, what is in your heart will reveal you. I can't contribute to it. (laughs) 
If you are loyal, God will bless you. This is your address. God knows you are here. Praise the Lord. God knows what? You are here. This is your house. God knows you are here. And he will bless you here. Praise the Lord. Are you blessed for coming to church this morning? Anybody who wants to marry you, who is not willing to be loyal to you, don't marry. If you are employing someone and they can't be willing to the brand, no matter their competence, the pay is nothing. The spirit you put into the system is everything. The pay is nothing. Some people are highly competent. And highly poisonous at the same time. That they know how to do the thing. But they would destroy it with a spirit. That even though you see, when you come on paper, excellent. But practically on ground, they have raised rebels. For wherever they are. It's, it's dangerous. Jesus said, loyalty must always go with feeding. If you love me, feed my flock. So, whether you are loyal or disloyal, you are feeding, feeding something. Loyalty feeds. Disloyalty feeds. Every day we are feeding people around us with either loyalty or disloyalty. Love or hatred for God, the church, and the pastor. And for the brethren. <laughs> when he said, let brotherly love continue, he knows that there are things that breaks brotherly love. In church. Yes. Because some people when they get closer to your friends. Nah, by the time you know you don't have friends again. You are politicians around you. And people, people accuse pastors. To members. Sometimes you, are there, you call a member. He doesn't pick your call. He's being political with you. Long before that I've already designed it. I'll send you a message. Why are you not replying my messages? You know that before you go. I know you are gone. And whatever you have heard as an accusation eh, is the devil manipulating you. Because in this church, I don't know who cannot walk to me and ask me a question. Who? Who in this church? You can raise your hand. Even when you don't have an appointment, I'm already here. Anybody at all, open sesame, come. <laughs> Every day, whether you came first time or you have been here some time. Oh, I'm always on ground. There is nobody who has sought to see me. And I said, I don't want to see the person. It has never happened in this church before. And people budge in all the time when I'm in the office. And I don't turn them back. No consultation fee. Because whatever, whoever is telling you whatever is telling you, why is he telling you that? Like, why is he telling you that? And you are using that to make a decision to leave the church. To leave the church. And you know, the evil is in the fact that you have opportunity to know the truth. And you never use the opportunity because you have decided to play according to the rules of the devil. 
You are there and your auntie accuses your father to you. That your father is bad. The same father giving you shelter. The same father giving you food. I'm, I'm talking about you. You, this man, listen to me. Yes. The neighbor is telling your child that you are an irresponsible father when you are the one housing the child, paying the school fees, feeding the child. You even have insurance and other education policy for them. You wake up to go to work because you have them in mind. And sometimes when you are there crying, you are afraid that, hey, then a neighbor is telling them, your father is irresponsible. Then your child begins to misbehave towards you. I know you are happy. That the child you are slaving yourself to give them a better life has received foolishness from a neighbor and is following and is in the house with you and never told you, never discussed with you, never took your version and just decided that me papa fremia, me infino, me man, I grow when it's that's the evil of that child. And that's why that child may not live long and he might not be well with that child. Because left to you alone, because of these children. Because we'll be a poison. And that's how poison would be, sorry, against your pastor. And you don't think that you can even send a WhatsApp or approach. One manager was leaving this church. He sent me a WhatsApp. I'm done. Blah, blah. And put it on my bed. I look at it. I say, God have mercy. They don't do it like that. You can't do it anywhere. Hey, who's running at me? You don't do it like that. Nanyame tesoro. Hey, I said, I've never cursed anybody before. But one day it will happen. Jesus did it. One day I'll do it. Paul did it. One day I'll do it. But I, I've not grown to, I, I've not gotten that power yet. God have mercy. Somebody say, Mercy, Lord. It's good for us to love the Lord. Do you understand? If you're a wife here, do you think it is fair that your husband comes to the house because somebody in the restaurant said, You saw your wife? was sitting there with a man and the way and they were talking and they spent 45 minutes here in Kempeski and blah 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 just one more details they entered 10 30 they left 11 15 and she was wearing this and that 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 Shall say to two tantrums, my weary. Kawuni minyansa. Now, oh, bono. Now, oh, ye way. Now, be say, would ya catch on a wujiti crampa as a foolish husband? There's a level of foolishness that God still gives you space to have small wisdom. You know, you can come to your mind. In your foolishness, you can come to your mind. Just for the benefit of doubt that you will not overshoot, misfire, bisa. Hey, then now blah 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 blah. Meanwhile, so your wife is a corporate woman, and she can meet any client anywhere for any business discussion. And so, who tracking it is a tracker. Who said 
there is nothing wrong with your wife. It's just that you were sick before you married. Ain't you know that your sickness is rather blossoming. Not because your wife is, is doing anything wrong, but because you have been sick long time and you never sought for therapy. holiday in with business people and all of that. Who worry and into wunti onjai. That's all loyalty. That's control. That's control. Hey, now now. Is it monkeys? Is it not human beings? What's wrong with your wife being there? You better change your there are many mad men around. And mad women around. Why were you talking to the woman? Why was he not talking to women before he married you? You are sick. Go and treat yourself. You are problematic. There are church members that are problematic. You preach a message, now they will twist the message some way. Start creating problems. <laughs> it don't be so matter. Remix him put here. Say they are content in here the same. And a style, maybe a narcissist. Way. Complete distortion. And they can make it very persuasive. Leaders always stand accused. Why you crumb for Oriesca? On a maeda. Mr. Wa, your inspector will breast nipple no. Page I have seen in church and many pastors. I'm just telling you, the people they spend a lot of time to help. They turn out to be the baddest in the congregation. That's that's what happens. Well, of course, they have to be closed for Satan to enter their heart. Judas was sitting at a table with Jesus. Then Satan entered. They were eating together. And I'm sure the food, it is Jesus who provided. And Satan entered the heart. And I'm sure when Judas was there, he couldn't wait to spill the food in the face of Jesus. Couldn't wait. So these days, when pastors are drawing people closer, they are very concerned. Because the pattern has been that. Our people, they have spent their money, their time. They have, the church members who normally do well. We have not even, the investment we have done is just the preaching here. There's no personal whatever and poor with them. But the ones that are personal, oh, they grow longer teeth than they bite deep. Yesterday, now, one pastor was telling me that, Pastor, I'm tired. Some few months ago, one pastor almost gave up. He said, General Vasya, he called me. He said, This lady, ah, even me, and she was, she, it was Saturday night. She was preparing to go and preach Sunday. And she couldn't put herself together. Her hands were shaking. She was, he was driving. He parked. He said, He can't drive again. The thing had gone inside. And she picked, thank God for the wife. 
picked the lady from, you know, so I don't like talking about history, but from down, the family, they don't like the lady. She's fought battles, rented for the lady when they themselves were struggling. Groom the lady, groom the lady before the lady married, blah, blah, blah. Oh, now, they, oh, there are some things when you allow yourself to do, your head don't carry blessings again. It's like you, and he's been beaten several times that now, I'm now detoxing him. To give people in his church chance to do things. Because he's almost doing everything and it is affecting his health. Because anybody he invests in, they just tend to just bite him and destroy. Why should it be so? Why should it be so? There is a golden ruler. That whatsoever you wish that men should do to you, do even so to them. Matthew, what? Please be on your feet. <laughs> Give somebody a high five. Say that I'm going to be loyal to the Lord and to my church, to my leaders, say to my spouse, my employers, my nation. Say loyalty is what I stand for. You have been listening to the Testimony Word Broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 877 831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.